Hello, I'm Eric Holdeman, and this is Disaster Zone, a podcast about emergencies and disasters. Disaster Zone will bring you interviews and commentaries about all aspects of disasters, from what causes them to how people and organizations are dealing with their impact. Merit has the disaster-proven software you need to track people, their credentials, and licenses, along with the hours they work on scene at a disaster. Merit's solution was used extensively by first responders and emergency professionals during the tragic Surfside building collapse. The state of Florida's response to COVID-19 and at health and human service facilities nationwide, and along with thousands of other organizations using this software. For more information, visit www.merits.com slash disaster zone. Hello, I'm Eric Holdeman, and welcome to the Disaster Zone podcast. Today, I'm not interviewing anyone, but offering you a commentary on the status of our profession and its ongoing and soon-to-be all-consuming role in responding to the disasters brought on by climate change and other events. Before I get into the guts of today's commentary, I'd like to say thank you to the loyal listeners of this podcast. Today marks the three-year anniversary of the Disaster Zone podcast, and to date, there have been 43,600 downloads on a variety of podcasts that are usually interviews with people on a wide variety of topics. In just the last few weeks, the weekly total of listeners has topped 700 for each week. I'd also like to thank the sponsors of Disaster Zone that make this podcast possible. Now for this week, again, it's not me interviewing someone, but a commentary on the challenges our profession is having and how I think we will be challenged to meet all the requests and requirements that will be thrust upon us. First, let's talk about the role of emergency managers when it comes to responding to climate change. We are not the profession arguing for reducing the amount of carbon being generated by a multitude of 21st century machines powered by carbon-based fuels. Actually, in climate terms, reducing carbon is called mitigation. We can put aside the issue of why temperatures are rising, and if you want, some argue that we are just experiencing the normal climate variability that has brought on warm eras and ice ages. Whatever your personal beliefs are about a warming Earth, there is little argument that temperatures are going up. July is expected to be the warmest month on record for Earth since records have been kept. This is not about just the United States. It's our entire Earth that is experiencing what we are seeing around the world. If we can't change what is happening, then we have to adapt to the changes. This then is our role, which is climate adaptation. Basically, we have to play the hand we are being dealt. We're seeing natural disasters careen off the scale. Larger disasters, wildfires, floods, 
snowstorms, droughts, and lately, especially dangerous heat waves. All of these have swept our land. 2023 has already been a year of disasters, larger, more frequent, importantly, also longer duration disasters. One huge impact to emergency management is what I call the ops tempo. We're no longer having an occasional disaster that we respond to with all hands on deck. These are happening one after the other with little time for staff to recover from the surge of being in a response mode. This can be especially true of wildfires that can go on for months at a time. We are going to need more people in our profession. Emergency management agencies are going to need to be bigger with more staff and increased capability. Our ability to loan resources to other jurisdictions will be reduced because of our own needs at home. That means mutual aid and the Emergency Management Assistance Compact, EMAC, will not be as effective as it has been in the past for state-to-state -state mutual aid. If you haven't recognized it, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, and its 10 regions have been plussed up significantly. This puts more demands on states and local governments as the, there are more feds to help us, but they need people to work with. Lacking the needed staff at local level will mean that the separation between emergency management agencies and capabilities will become wider as we have the haves and the have-nots based on the size of the jurisdictions and the number of emergency management staff. Certainly, all disasters are local, but if there's no one there to channel resources through, how can you help them? Climate impacts are going to challenge our critical infrastructures of all types. Our infrastructure as it exists today was not built for the climate era we are entering. Mega disasters will become more frequent, and that means we'll have infrastructures that fail, be they electrical grids, dams, levees, roads, and bridges, you name it. We are also entering a period of intense electrification of industry and our automotive fleet. There will not be enough power generation, transmission, and distribution to meet all these needs that are about to burgeon in every community. Resource constraints will require the prioritization of services. Who will coordinate that effort? Emergency management is a natural place to help with that process. Besides the challenges of climate change, many governments have discovered just how good we can be at coordinating the efforts of a diverse set of interests. Don't be surprised when the boss calls and says, I need you to help coordinate X, Y, or Z. It could be a parade, pandemic logistics, emergency housing due, due to our heat emergency. Really, the list can be endless. With an increased focus on responding to disasters, we'll be challenged to keep up with all the other aspects of a fully functioning emergency management program. We'll have more experience in the disaster response, but less planning will get done. And I fear that mitigation 
that can help reduce the need for our response operations will end up on the back shelf. We may become a response and recovery focused discipline to the detriment of our communities and their long-term disaster resilience. The coming crisis that will make our recovery efforts even harder will be the inability of people to get property insurance. Hurricane, earthquake, and now fire insurance will either become unaffordable or unavailable. This is taking hold already and will become a full-blown national emergency in the coming months and years. If you cannot get insurance, you cannot get a mortgage. It is possible that insurance companies will be helping people with mitigating disasters by requiring certain building or construction conditions exist. Perhaps there will be an annual inspection by insurance companies to ensure the compliance with their standards. Let's see what develops on that front. Everywhere we look, there are going to be challenges. Think about your own circumstances. Talk with your neighboring jurisdictions. With the coming storms, it can go better if we all look to cooperate more and coordinate with our regional partners. Lastly, let's start recruiting for our replacement emergency managers. Just this past Sunday while playing golf, I passed my business card along to a middle school teacher and offered to come to their career day event at her school in the coming school year. Getting emergency management on the radar screen of students today can help seed our profession for the future. This is the time to think long-term for the betterment of our profession. Thanks for listening to my ramblings on the above topic. I wish you all well and when and where possible, a disaster-free rest of the summer, but I'm not too sure that will happen for everyone. Lastly, a reminder to everyone to be safe. Think about what you can do today to become personally better prepared for the next disaster. And if you like this Disaster Zone podcast, please share a link to it with your social media contacts. Thanks for listening and be safe. You need a solution to the problem of tracking the people and the hours worked during a disaster response. Merit's mobile-enabled software is the solution that will ensure you have the documentation needed for your own staff and mutual aid resources that come to help respond to a disaster. Without documentation, you cannot get a FEMA reimbursement of personnel costs that you are entitled to. Fix the problem now. Visit www.merits.com slash disaster zone to get up and running today. Tune in again soon for more information on all aspects of disasters. You can also check out the Disaster Zone blog at www.disaster-zone.com.